Alright, so these questions are based off of movies. Okay? Okay. Okay, so which cousin, and I saw this on the shade room, so shout out to the shade room for this I first question. I think I know what you're about to ask. I don't I don't care if you know. Okay. You okay. can answer my question. Okay. Which cousin would you let stay in your house? Now that you are getting married with your husband, which cousin would you let stay in the house? Ebony from the Players Club or Faith from Soul Food? Now keep in mind, both of them fucked. They family's man. Um, I would say Faith. Really? Because Ebony is a stripper and she was just walking around the house like just any old yeah, thing. Yeah, she was disrespectful. I just felt like she was disrespectful. I thought so too. I just thought it was me. Yeah. For me, if I was to be asked that question, them bitches can sleep in a fucking hotel, motel. I don't um, think people should be. Girl, don't even in. get me in that conversation. Hotel, motel. <laughs> you, you say yes there. Get out. Get the fuck out, basically. All right, next question. Also, all, like I said, all these questions are based on movies. One has to go. Okay, I'm listening. One has to go. Boys in the Hood, Juice, House Party, the first original one, Love and Basketball, Poetic Justice. House Party. What? So, Poetic Justice is one of my top five favorite movies. I know. I love Boys in the Hood. I never get tired of it. Really? Love and Basketball is also one of my top five favorite movies. House Party, eh, I can take it or leave it. See, I thought Boys in the Hood could go. Just being me. Like, I wasn't really, like, deep in love with that movie. It, it can go. I like the bang bang shoot 'em up shit. Really? I do. <laughs> I bet you you do. Rest in peace, John Singleton, by the way. Okay. This last question is not based on a movie, but it's a black actor that you know and a black comedian. Okay. How many characters did Martin Lawrence play in Martin? And can you name them? Okay, so there's this game. It's like a Martin trivia, trivia. Mm-hmm. and, and I know the Fresh Prince one too. And I know this is one of the questions that were asked because mm-hmm. they talked about it on the radio. I want to say, let me think, let me count. I want to say five. No, how many? Including his own character himself, it was technically ten. So you have uh, Dragonfly Jones, Shanae, Jerome, Mama Payne. The boy from accounting. So, Bob, I'm sorry, Bob from accounting. Roscoe, the boy with the boogers, as you call him. Um, shit, Otis. Who is Otis? The um, security guard. Okay, I don't remember Otis. You don't remember Otis? Mm-mm. Um, what was it? Somebody, uh, person. Oh, shit, I can't remember that. King, uh, King Buff. No, I don't remember it. See, I'm just like, I prefer Fresh Prince is my show. I actually watch that every night. And then Living Single. Martin, it's background noise to me. Really? I love Martin. Like, I could watch Martin right now and still laugh at the jokes. Like, it was just. I like, you know what? I like Martin, Tommy, and Pam. But Mm -hmm. Gina kind of got on my nerves. She did get on my nerves. She was too uppity. And then I felt like Pam. They dressed her appropriately, and then yeah. Gina was just like, womp, womp, womp. I didn't really, yeah, I didn't like Gina. I didn't like Pam Gina's was outfit. my girl, though. Pam always had to come back in the shade. Yes. And I was With here for names. it. Oh, yes. my God, I was And dead. I was here for it. I was. I was. Okay, so, Arshay, 
now that Game of Thrones is over, one of our show favorites, 90 Day Fiance, Ever After, is back. And I just got into the show maybe like two seasons ago, mm-hmm. The Ever After. And our shade just got into Love After Lockup. <sighs> okay. Well, okay, so when you told me about Love After Lockup, I ain't gonna lie, I didn't watch it. I was not interested because the way you were like describing it... I was just like, oh, this one sound like so fucking boring. And then the fact that you and somebody else that I know. So you, you needed somebody else's stamp on, friend. No. Yes, you did. It's I okay. I just wanted to see what the hype was about. So I watched one episode on YouTube and I was like, I got to see what's going on. Like, these bitches is dumb. <laughs> like, all of them are stupid. Yeah. All of them are stupid. Girl. But I ain't going to lie, Michael has some swag. Season two. When yeah, he had Megan and and Sarah. Yeah, he had some swag, and it was just like he was like, "Hey, boo boo." No. <laughs> okay, so that you know what? Though it was it was a little big. He gives me like I feel like if I was in high school, he would be so cute to me. Mm-hmm. He has like a kid's face, mm-hmm. but that forehead. Eh, I could do with the forehead. Um, I can't. But he's just yo. Megan had me hollering. Like, I don't know what her problem is. Okay. That wig or them tracks was blowing you saw my life. So it was lifting, right? It was blowing me. It and was then the lifting. whole twerking classes, though. Yo, what? Baby girl got on the floor and she was doing a thing. Like, I-, I was done. Okay, so between the two shows, which do you like better so far? They are both my top. My tops. <laughs> I-, I can't pick between because they are both just so good. Okay, so... They are my guilty pleasure. When I get home, I just binge watch all of the stuff that I miss, especially from, like, 90 Day Fiance. Um, they have 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. Right. That's where I caught my addiction. I was just like, I have to watch it all right now. And I would stay up until, like, 3 or 4 in the morning on good and well. I got to get up to go to work the next day. So my old coworker, a friend of mine, she was – I was flipping through the TV one day and I saw the clip of Chantel and Pedro, and I think this was before the 90 days. Mm-hmm. And they were on the bed and they were FaceTiming or talking to their mom on the computer. And she was just like, um, Pedro, I don't understand why you would send them money, but we don't, <laughs> we live in this small apartment or whatever the situation was. I think they just got me. the way So then my coworkers came in and they just kept talking. They were like, you have to watch, you have to watch this guy, Louise and Molly. Yeah. And the first episode I caught, he was like, um, she, he was talking to her daughter about her boyfriend. He was yeah, like, if she wanna, she said, oh, you know, you want to have boyfriend there? You have him here. You, just, you know, you do. <laughs> you want to have sex? Are you, like- you have sex. That's not my business. You do that. So then I, like you, I binge watched it. And first of all, Louise and Molly were so fucking funny. And no, Louise with his bruja. Angela and Michael. So it was this um, middle-aged white woman. She had to have been like 50 or 60 years old with a 35-year-old Nigerian black man. She went to Africa. She went to Africa. Okay? Uh-huh. And she brought this man some Trump. Yes, you know. Make America Great Again shirts. And this motherfucker gonna put it on and say, I'm coming to America, Donald Trump. Oh, no, no. Girl, I was... I was just dead for days. Like, the fact that he just put on this shirt and said, that says, make America great again. I'm coming. 
I am coming to I am America. Coming, I am coming to America. Okay, so I haven't seen, I haven't seen all of the seasons. Just this current one that's on now, and then the one before it. Okay. So I understand what they have we ever after. They were picking characters from different seasons, mm-hmm. and they were putting them in there. So I did see one where this Nigerian man was married to this other black woman. And he, she t- <laughs> they, went to, they went to Nigeria and the dress shopping. And she was saying how, like, you know, he was saying, like, you know, I had to respect my elders. And with the dress shopping situation, how she was, he was like, she's a big woman. She's big. She needs extra material. That's Angela. I she thought she was black. No, she's white. She's an older, fat, white woman. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I promise you, because they were so fucking funny. Okay. Maybe I have to go back and watch that Please one. Please do. Maybe Please I have to. What do you think about Nicole and Asin? Is that how you say his name? Asin. I think that's how you say it. You know what? The thing about the show, and I'm sure there's like a little bit of scripting with things, but like, there are, I really know people who are that gullible. Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy part about it. And it's just like, Nicole, you don't ever watch the show back and realize just how stupid you're being. Like, you cannot be that blinded and foolish. Well, that would go with the same with uh, Love Up the Lock Up. Like, these people meet each other on um, meetinmate.com. You know, one I actually went on meetinmate.com. I thought I was the only one. When I was hearing about it, I was like, this is interesting. Let me go see. So I literally Googled it. I was like, yeah. okay. This There's is some snacks real... in it. Hmm. It's some, some snacks, snacks in there. there. Okay. So I was watching the season, season two. I don't know his name. Clint. And uh, Tracy, Tracy. yeah, crack. How did, he, crack. how did he not know that she was on crack? She I looks think like a crack Clint head. was on something, I think so too. Clint, I Clint think Clint is on still something. on something, he's probably on and the like fact that he's cocaine. working for his ex wife, mm-hmm. he looks a hot mess. And he had been he married do. two other times before Tracy, yeah. He was like, Well, this is my third marriage, the third is a charm. This hold on, stole the whole damn rental car. Yeah. The whole one. And he was just like, is this what you want? Is this what you want? She's gone. She left me. And his parents are just like, I don't want him to, you know, feel away. But, he, you know, she was doing drugs. And I don't want him involved in that. Because your son used to be on drugs. Your son is on something. Yeah, he's on something. Ain't no way in the hell that he is not on something. How you gonna sit on somebody's lap after your wet? Like, you literally just got married maybe an hour ago. Y'all come home and you told me you laid in her lap while she smoked crap. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, so. And she wanted more, so you started crying. I, I don't. That doesn't comprehend to me. Crystal from The Read, she actually watches Love After Lockup, too. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started, because she would always be on the show talking about it. So I finally watched it. Like, when I tell you, like, episode one, I was fucking hooked. Like, that guy, Garrett, yo, First he is all, a snack. He is a whole, he is a whole fucking snack. snack, okay? Okay, he is and a snack. And his voice sounds like when you get those little machines and you're trying to, like, disguise your voice, his voice sounds just like that. He's a snack. He was at it. The girl, what's her name? Joanna? I think so. She was annoying. She was ugly. I don't she, think she I was. I don't think she met his attractiveness. I don't think she was ugly. I just, they're not two people I would have pictured being together, is all it is. But she's not attracted to me. Like, not I mean, nice. she's not, she's not, not cute nice. enough for him. Okay. But then again, I've seen relationships where somebody can look like a whole 100 and then their partner look like negative 
That's not nice. I'm just saying. That's not nice. I'm sorry. They're getting ready to have like a um like a like a spinoff mm-hmm. of like an update of what's going on with them. So Megan, Michael, and Sarah come back, and I heard through the grapevine that Megan is pregnant. And I saw on YouTube that he did an interview with this new station talking about, like, you know, how he started this program. And, you know, he's talking to kids about, you know, not going to jail and, like, what ended up putting him in there and all this other stuff. But either his dick can't be that good. Are they going to be sister wives? I don't know. Because Sarah over there, when she can't know with her two French braids, and I know you ain't get that far, mm-hmm. and she tried to be all this hood book or whatever it was, and Megan okay. straight, straight put her in her place, and she didn't raise her voice not a bit. And I knew I knew Sarah. She's like, get her out of here. Get her out of here, because it's disrespectful. You was being disrespectful to me. You was just being disrespectful. I'm, so I'm the wife. Okay? And her little piece of a lip was quivering and stuff like that. <laughs> Yo, you have to fucking see that episode. Is it episode 13 or 14? Girl, it's like the last episode. Okay, well, I don't know what's wrong with YouTube, but I'm, I'm waiting because I, I put it on record at home. So when it played like, you know, at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning while I'm right. asleep, I can record it and watch it later. So hopefully when I get home, I'll look through it and 12 and uh, 13 or 14 will be there. Hopefully. I can watch it because I am dying to see. It's, because, it's ridiculous. First of all, he must have some bomb pipe because, Lord Jesus, they be doing the most. Girl. I can't wait. If y'all haven't seen it already, y'all need to watch it. And I want people's perspectives. And I want to know what people think about Chantel and Pedro and their dynamic on 90 Day Fiance. And then also, what is that girl's name? With Colty? Colty. Larissa. Colty. Larissa. Like, <laughs> like, Debbie. Yeah. Debbie. Don't, don't nobody want like with Debbie. Debbie in your slot machine. I don't oh want it, Debbie. God. It's ugly. Colty said. And he said, and he was just like, I never said that. I never said yes, Colty. No. Okay, so they have an episode. It's called Pillow Talk. So we're other... People that are on 90 Day Fiance, they watch they, they get to watch the same episode and they record it. So I love Pillow Talk because it's, it's a pair of brothers, right. Tariq, and I forget the, I think the brother's name is Dean. Mm-hmm. Mind you, Dean needs some lotion on them elbows, but you know, I wasn't going to say nothing, but I did anyway. <laughs> um, he said that, no, Tariq said that Dean is a cult, is very calculated, and he, he sounds like a um, a robot. Yeah, he's just he very monotone. Never, he was never, he never raised his voice. But those are the people you gotta watch. And he looked like a killer. Those are the people you gotta watch. But she says she feels like she a prisoner, and who knows? She, she sent me, he sent me the jail and the culty and the baby. I don't be knowing what she's saying at the time. Girl, I don't even think the people know when they be trying to like tell us. Or I don't be knowing what she's saying at the time. Or the translation. And then Chantel's mother, uh, stupid, uh, stupido Americana. Please. Okay. Jesus, and I have, Spanish. Please and I have my taser, Pedro. And if anybody tries to attack me, I'm going to be there with them. So they better not try it. You sound just <laughs> like her. But I want you to go back and watch 90 Days Before the 90 Days. It's this one couple that I'm obsessed with. They are Paul and Karini. Karini's from Brazil. Mm-hmm. And she looked like one of them one of them girls you can get off the street. Like no disrespect. Right. But she she looked she looked like that. Cat and one. then Paul is a white man. Right. And now he has to move to Brazil because he can't get her to come to America. Right. But 
you have to see it because when they were on the tell-all or the live part of it, right. Paul was like, um, Karina was like, I'm pregnant. And then Paul was like, well, we need to get a DNA test. And then when I come back over here, you need to get an STD test. Like, mm. this nigga is crazy and controlling. All of her business. I'm going to have to catch up on it. I need a time to watch my shows. But speaking of, the, okay, I still feel how I feel. First of all, I hollered at that text message. Anyways, I still feel how I feel, but there was a new episode of Red Table Talk, and Sierra was on there with Jada Pinkett, her mother, and Willow. And again, I really don't be understanding why Willow was on there. Like, Wow. That, wow. I'd be like, Willow, set your ass up. Wow. That's, that's, wow. That's all she ever says, and it annoys me. But anyways, <laughs> you know how I feel about Sierra and Russell. But I have to say, it was a pretty good episode. Mm-hmm. And there were some things that she said that I felt. And I will say that she didn't bash future in any way. Um, which I was happy about, but... Within her conversation in regarding to Russell, I liked how she said her spirit was just calm with him. Like, he was just so open. He was just so welcoming. And she was just saying, you know, how when she was a future, I'm paraphrasing, she was just like, she didn't have that sense of, that sense openness. of, that sense of openness. She didn't have that sense of calm mm-hmm. going on. And, you know... If it wasn't Sierra, I probably would have received it a little bit more, but... Why, why I, the I shade, friend? I just... You know what it is? Let me say this. Sierra has had some bobs that I like, okay? But I feel like me, I'm a person where I don't want to know all your business. And I don't like the idea of oversharing too much. And I get, you know what? You're happy. You're grateful. You're blessed. Whatever. And that's fine. But I'm always in the back of my mind. Is it really all that good behind the scenes? Because you ever notice those couples that overshare, that do this, that do that, and went, and then it just seems like all of a sudden, out of the blue, these motherfuckers break up and it's real nasty. And I just feel like some things you just have to keep quiet. And I'm not trying to be like that, but nobody was really checking for Sierra outside of really our community. And it still was a very small portion of us. Until she got with Russell and it was probably the same thing, vice versa. And now she went ahead and she just blown up. Now she hosted things that she don't got no business to be hosting, in my personal opinion. Now she's performing at things I don't think she has no things to be performing at. Like, her music's not that popping yet. Like, I can see if it was or like any more. Okay. And when it was, it was within our community. It was. And it was a, a small a, portion. A long time ago. I just don't... I don't know. I agree. I didn't know she was hosting things and different things of that nature. Yeah. She um, did the New Year's Eve feel, party. She's singing national anthem at games. Do you why? dislike Future just as much as you dislike Sierra? Because I feel like I feel like he puts his his business out there too as well when it comes to her. And because I even he's, he's quicker. I feel like he's quick to to bash Sierra in mm-hmm. in in the light of. Um, future, little future, have my stepfather. I think what it is, even I feel like when Sierra was with Future, I think that kind of got her name buzzing again. You know, where they were the hip-hop couple and things like that, whatever it was, it was a good look. But I felt like even then, it was like, you did all of this, oh, we're such a family, you sitting over there with all his baby mamas and things like that, we're so this, we're so that, and then y'all broke up. 
and then you're surprised by how he behaves with certain things like you didn't know that he had all these other kids I think the thing personally when it comes to future is that um when he was with Sierra it was a good look for him to be in a relationship it was that black quote-unquote black love they were the other B and Jay-Z is all other black a lot of other black couples aspire to be and things of that nature I think with future why it was I think he's reacting the way that he is is future is a man who has all of these children to these other women he's coming off I'm this rich nigga da 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 yada 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 I can provide I bring stuff to the table I bring you more than what you bring to the table I felt like with him and Sierra they were sort of kind of equal but when she left him when they broke up Sierra didn't just leave you for some regular regular like Sierra upgraded completely like completely upgraded herself so then it's just like now people are looking at you like her new nigga got, you know, a multi-million dollar deal. You know, he's hosting this. He's paying for his, um, t he's buying his team stocks and like Amazon and shit like that. He's doing all of the things. And what they were once as a couple, people are seeing them as that couple now. And they have that crossover appeal that maybe that Sierra and Future didn't have. And I definitely think whether he, and I do believe that he wholeheartedly loves Sierra. Because essentially she was kind of on his level. She kind of under, she understood the music industry and things of that nature. And she was very welcoming to other things. She didn't need anything from him is what it appeared. But I think Future is also childish. And it just shows his insecurity and his jealousy as a man. And I think that's a lot of time that men don't talk about. Men are competitive. Men do have an ego that someone else has stepped in and has decided to do the things that you won't do. Granted, Future has all these other kids, but I'm sure his other baby moms aren't fussing about spending time because they're aware. They fit into that system. They fit into that plot. But with Russell Wilson, not only is it that Sierra's, their son has a new father figure, but it's somebody that everybody likes. It's someone that's in the public. So people are giving him the accolades of, oh, he's such a great dad, when that should be something that I imagine, I would imagine as a man bothers future. So that's what I think about it. As. I think it's a pride thing. So I'm sure future is every time that something comes on, he's annoyed with it because it makes it's making him look like the bad parent, whether he is or he isn't. It seems like it's always a competition. Like, why did you buy your child a Rolex? For what? I was getting ready to I was getting ready to say that. And then here comes Russell with this heartfelt message and he's able to say personal things, you know, and it's just like future, what can you say? But he did that to himself. I agree. So I think it's both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I just and apparently now Sierra and Russell are Russell Wilson are getting um a reality TV show together. And now Sierra's going to be hosting the Humanitarian Awards or whatever it is. And I just think to myself, like, you know, get it how you can, sis. I'm not hating. But now all of a sudden you're you're the hostess of this. Because, again, who was checking for you before you got with Russell Wilson like that? And maybe I'm a hater. I don't know. I'm just saying. But I did appreciate the interview. Um, but just, just keep some shit to your fucking self. Please. Just keep it to your fucking self. That's all. Okay. Am I still a hater, Usher? I never called you a hater. I, you didn't have to say it. I'm not implying that you're a hater. I just like to see your point of view on things. I don't feed too much into that shit because I am not famous. Hashtag nobody famous podcast. <laughs> but, like, 
I personally don't care. Have you ever, okay, let's take away the celebrity of it. Have you ever met a couple who, like, they have to just post everything? Oh, man, this person did this. And, oh, we did that. And look at our, and, oh, vacay, and, oh, the, the, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden they break up. And then when you find out the other stuff, and it's just like, since y'all was over there, I thought y'all was so in love. And I get, like, you know, you mind your business and you worry about self. But have you ever seen that? Yeah. So when people be when people are those oversharers of things, I just be thinking to myself, like, I hope y'all never break up. Because then when y'all break up and then everybody has these questions, I don't want to hear, please give us our time and respect our... I don't want to hear that. Because you shared everything else. Well, I want to know about the breakup too, bitch. What happened? What happened, sis? Oh, uh, you shared everything else. I want to hear about the breakup That's what too. I'm saying. Don't just delete his pictures now because I don't seen it. I saw it. I want to know what happened. I want to know what happened. Don't sub and, and message about him because they post you right. And I'm going to think you're talking about him. I want to know what happened. Be clear. <laughs> Moving on. So my feelings are hurt. So, you know, I recently came from, well, came back on a vacation to the Dominican Republic in December of 2018. Had the best fucking time of my life. I bet you did. Girls trip. Yes. And now to hear. There's a travel advisory. That I cannot step foot in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> oh, God. So what she's saying, y'all, is that recently um, <laughs> a lot of Americans, a lot of people are coming up dead. dead. There was a, a couple from Baltimore. I think they were from Baltimore. And they stayed at a hotel resort. And when the guests, they were supposed to check out and the hotel room said they didn't check out, they were both found dead in their room. A week prior to that, um, another woman was there on vacation, and she's from Pennsylvania, staying at the same hotel, different room. She was with her husband. They said, you know, she went down to the bar, she got some drinks or whatever it was, and she came back, and she was in excruciating pain. And they said she was laughing. They took pictures and everything like that. All of a sudden, she was in excruciating pain. Her stomach was hurting, whatever it was, and then she just died. So now... They're issuing a travel advisory when people are going to the Dominican Republic. Now, I myself am getting ready to go on a trip somewhere. It's not DR, but I'm getting ready to go on a trip somewhere. And people are like, you have to be careful when you go there. And da -da -da -da. So what's happening more and more is that a lot of people are going out to these places and they're being killed. A lot of times you hear they're being killed off of the resort, like uh -huh. once they venture off. But now to hear that they'll be killing at the hotel. the resort. That's the scary part because we heard about this. Like me and my friends, when we were planning the trip, we were thinking about going to Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. Well, no, my friend's mom texted us about, you know, some lady that was found dead in Costa Rica. She was supposed to go home the day before or something like that. So I was like, oh, no, we're not going to Costa Rica, so we ain't got to worry about that. We're going to the DR. We're fine. We're not leaving the resort. We're walking together. Right. You know, the things that they would tell us if we were back in the States. You know, buddy up, don't walk in the dark, blah, 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 blah. So we did all that. And now here we are. What resort is this? I'm not exactly sure of what resort is it, but I know the three of them died like a week apart from one another. So I'm wondering if it's something that they, something that was put into their alcohol. I'm wondering. But then it makes me think, too, like, so one thing I'm always certain of is that whenever I travel somewhere, I don't like to look like a tourist. I'm really big on that. Because I feel like people, people, you, 
being in D.C., you know when you see a tourist. Mm -hmm. You know one. And I felt like they're always the people who get targeted Mm -hmm. because they're on the metro. They don't really know where they're going. You know, they're not focusing on their surroundings, I feel like. Um, They got the right one. I'm just, but, I'm, but those are the ones that always get, you know, things like that. And I think of, I remember this story came out and there was a movie on it. I don't want to say her name is Natalie Holloway. Is that her name? Couldn't tell you. Okay, well, it was this white girl. She went on a class trip and I don't know what high school takes y'all to some Aruba, but whatever. My school didn't have anything like that. But they went to Aruba and the girl decided she was going to go out with these two, these two guys and they ended up killing her. And because her friend told her, like, no, I don't think you should go. And they see her friend, and she's like, I don't think you should go. But she decided she was going to go anyways by herself. And they were never able to really find – it took a while to find her body. um, But they weren't able to prosecute him because, you know, she's from America, but she was in another territory. So although, like, he on camera confessed to the murder, he wasn't able to be charged. And, okay, let me say this. When you go on vacation, what is what are safety precautions that you take? Especially going to a country where you don't know the language. Mm. Well, one, if I'm going to do an activity, I'm going to make sure I'm not by myself. Or I'm with somebody that speaks in that, like, the same language, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going anywhere by myself. Like, so what if about even just going down to the hall to get some like ice or something? Josh was going to be at the door mm-hmm. with his head out because mm-hmm. we've done this before right. and you're going to watch me. Just like when we were on the cruise. Like if I wanted to. A lot of people go missing on cruises. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to go somewhere, like they have a long. Okay, so we went on a seven day cruise and they have like a little laundry mat where you can wash your clothes or whatever. I ain't playing the games. You coming with me. Right. Everywhere I go, you go. Yeah. We together. Stuck like glue. You got to sneeze, I'm here with a tissue. You know, <laughs> it's so funny because, like, so when I went to Puerto Rico, it was three of us. And we were just so comfortable there. Mm-hmm. So, But, like, we only went places by ourselves within the hotel. But even when I think about it, uh-uh. it's not safe. I ain't played none of that shit. But Everywhere I know I went, when, we, when we do, like, for example, when you go to a hotel, on vacation and you get ready to do excursions. Mm-hmm. I made sure, and the people tell you here in the States, they say, book through your hotel. Mm-hmm. Don't go through a third-party person because at least if something happens, we have record that you're supposed to be in our hotel. Mm-hmm. We have record of who's picking you up and who's supposed to be dropping you off. We have that record and we have that information. So although sometimes it may be cheaper, like if you're in the city, oh, let's do this, if something happens to you, there's no one... No one's responsible for you. No one is aware of what's going on. And I think of, like, whenever I go somewhere, whether it's on vacation or not, like, when we go out, we travel together. We go to the bathroom together. Oh, you going to the bar? I'm coming too. Mm-hmm. Who's buying you a drink? Oh, I'm coming too. Like, we move together in a pact because I think of, remember that story of the girl Kanika Jenkins in Chicago? Okay, so Kanika Jenkins, I think, was 19 or 20 years old, and she ended up in a freezer. Yes, I remember her. And apparently, you know, there's still debate on whether or not, like, someone killed her or whatever it was, but they she was drunk, and they show her in the videos, and she's just roaming the halls by herself. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know how dangerous that is? And, like, that's why I always tell people, like, when y'all go out, everybody can't get fucking drunk. 
Everybody cannot get fucking drunk. Uh, y'all need to have cat some cash on hand. God forbid something happens. Everybody need to have a phone charge. Mm-hmm. Put your location on. Uh, if you going over here, if you hopping in that Uber, who are you talking to? And not even because I don't like dealing with drunk people, but I don't ever want anybody to get so incoherent to where they're no longer aware of their surroundings. And that's what it was with Kanika Jenkins. Her friends, they literally turned her back for a second, and then she was gone. She was gone. And, you know, it was a big discussion and conversation around, okay, well, where were her friends and this, that, and the third. But it appears to be that all of her friends were fucking drunk and tipsy also. So when I think of, like, going to these hotels, and then I'm also mindful about when you go places and that's, like, you should have the local foods and things like that. But at the same time, it's just, like, I'm not used to eating what it is that you eat. So this lady I know, she was talking about, I think she maybe had gone to Thailand or something like that. And she was saying, like, you know, I had to take something before I got there because I'm not, my body isn't used to the foods that they have. So that I didn't get really sick, you know, I had to make sure that I took proper precautions and when I was having stuff so that I didn't get sick over there. She said, because remember, if I have to go to a hospital over there, she says, I don't know. I don't speak Thai. I don't know their language. You know, their hospital systems may not be the same as ours are here in the U.S. So I had to be very, very mindful of that. So that's what comes to my mind when I think about that. And I know Mexico was a big place that people... uh, get kidnapped Mm -hmm. they said like you need to stay in the lit areas you need to stay as a group you need to um not get off of the the, 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 don't get off of the main road that's just the moral of the story no matter where you go if you're with multiple people or if it's just you and somebody else y'all need to stay together yeah at all times like i made it clear with my friends you're not going anywhere without me Mm -hmm. or if you go without me you need to go with somebody else it needs to be two of you guys yeah but it, but besides that, we are moving as a unit. My friend told me back in college, Shakira, she said, we got to have a three-person minimum here. Uh-huh. Three-person, two in the front, one in the back. Uh-huh. So we would, like, at night on campus, like, we'd be walking to parties and stuff. So we always try to go out in groups of threes, three or more. And I remember one time it was just me and my friend, one of my best friends, Janine, and it was just us walking. I said, now we fucking up the three-person minimum. Because who's going to be looking behind us? If something happens, how you know I'm not going to run back? They can take two of us, but they ain't going to take all three of us. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a minimum. And then I was in Jamaica on the resort. Like, I was comfortable, but Kool-Aid was just like, no, nah, you ain't about to be walking around by yourself. I was annoyed. But when I think back, when I think back to it now, it's a safety thing. Mm-hmm. Everything is safety. Like, it's just crazy how people are just snatching people up and killing them. But we are going into, I'm not going to say third world countries, but countries that need money need things so they're going to do what they have to do i'm not saying killing is right but they're going to do what they have to do and do you think these people that went to the dr at this specific you know what i'm going to google that at this specific resort were poisoned well that's what i'm wondering what it was because and i only think that because of what the husband had said what did he say when the husband said that you know his wife went to the bar and she came back you know and a few a little bit after that her stomach started hurting so I'm wondering if they were poisoned. I'm wondering that. You ever know how, like, you ever hear how, like, a lot of, like, white women get kidnapped mm-hmm. in Europe? Mm-hmm. You ever seen the movie Taken? Yeah. And her, 
don't know if it's her friend, but she got kidnapped. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm always worried and, like, mindful of I don't want to look like a tourist when I go places. I want to look like I've been there before. I want to look like I know what I'm talking about. All that other shit. But I just, I feel like some people are, like, more likely to get snatched than others. I don't know. What do you think? I think people are as well. I think when people go on vacation, they think that everybody's nice and friendly. And they may appear to be like that, mm-hmm. but they're not always. They always have, people have motives and intentions for everything. When I go on vacation, when we went to DR, we had a safe in our room. Right. And all of us knew the password. I took off my wedding ring because I didn't trust in people. You took off your wedding ring? Because I was drunk. I didn't want to accidentally, like, at that time I was, like, losing weight. So my, my finger was starting to get, like, smaller. Right. And it was, like, sliding off. Right. So I preferred to take it off and put it in the safe. Right. Then take a chance of losing it. And see, like, I, it the sounds safe scared me, but, though. Because I felt like someone, like, let's say it was an employee, maybe they know how to reset it. Yeah. I didn't think about that. That's what I always think about. But then I don't want to be out on the beach in the water or right, anything like that. And I fuck around and lose it. Right. Or somebody sees it and like, oh, she's American. Americans got money. Let's rob her. Let's cut right. her finger off for the ring. Some shit like that. Cut it off. Right. I ain't got time for that. Well, y'all had been warned. Be careful. Because summertime is here. Vacations are coming up. Traveling groups don't get... Y'all both can't be... Listen, y'all both can't be fucking drunk. And even if... Let's say it's two people and one person is super drunk and the other person is taking care of them. It's good to have another person there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another reason why, aside from me not getting hot and things like that, not liking to be hot and the alcohol makes me tired, I don't want to drink because I don't like the idea of not being in full control of my body. And I think it's really irresponsible when people get pissy drunk and then someone else has to take care of you like you know your limits once you once you get to be an adult you know your limits mm -hmm. because let's say for example like for me like you're gonna piss me off like you're like you're immediately gonna if you get too pissy drunk to where the point where you're coherent because now i have to take care of you now you are my responsibility so I'm over here thinking about, oh, my God, does she have alcohol poisoning? Is she good? Do I have this? Do I have that? And, bitch, if you fucking throw up on something of mine, I'm drunk or not, I'm going to hit you. Well, I know not to drink no, with don't. you. No, don't. Don't do it. If you're going to get pissy drunk, you're going to make me mad. I know not to drink with your ass. <laughs> so in the most controversial Netflix documentary, When They See Us. I cannot get through the first part. It is an hour and four minutes long. I am probably maybe 40 minutes in. I can't get past the rest of it. So did you know what the Central Park Five was before the mm-hmm. documentary? So me either. Um, I saw Ava DuVernay. She was in The Breakfast Club and she was talking about it. And for those of you who don't know, in 1989, April 19th, well, April 19th, 1989, um, there were a group of five teenagers. I think they were ages 14 to 16. They were all in Central Park with a group of their friends. None of these young men knew each other. Um, And at that time, a white 
28 year old jogger was in the park jogging at night again why wow. you jogging at night in central why park by yourself like with that. headphones on is fucking beyond me but that's neither here nor there um she was attacked and raped and brutally beaten and she had some memory loss and some hearing loss and all this other stuff anyhow um the boys ended up being in the park there was a group of them and they're the ones that ended up getting caught mm-hmm. just they were running away so the police ended up bringing them to the station, and long story short, uh, although the evidence suggested that the boys did not do the crime, they were held anyway. So uh, legally, you know, they're not supposed to be questioned without a guardian present, and that occurred. And they got the boys to lie and create their story to fit it so that they can go ahead and arrest someone. One of the gentlemen, Corey, he was actually 16 at the time, so he was considered an adult. Um of the boys, he ended up serving 13 years, 13 years in prison, and he only, he wasn't even at the park. He got arrested. He went to the prison when his, one of the, one of the gentlemen um, got arrested, got picked up, and he says, your mother would kill me if I didn't go with you, so let me just go. And because he was of age, he didn't need anything of the sort. They pinned the story on him majority of it so the other gentlemen um all the other boys you know they all ended up serving i think about six to six to eight years in prison but Corey ended up staying doing the most time um so there was a prosecutor on there her name was like lisa frame lisa 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 and you know although the evidence pointed that you know it was wrong even though someone went ahead and came up and officially confessed that he did it you know she she's long story short she's the reason that these gentlemen ended up being in prison um you know they had to register as sex offenders and you know they went in there as juveniles and the boy Corey, who's 16 and i don't know if you all know you've heard me talk about khalif Browder before um he who was sentenced to rikers island they ended up sending Corey for some time of this time in rikers island now the case has been overturned and um, you know all charges were dropped after the fact of them spending prime prison and they were awarded 41 million dollars to be split and at the time President Trump um, our Shay's president her uncle Uncle Don <laughs> got that out before you said it yes yeah, so I'm surprised um, you did that because I was getting ready to pay he on took you. out an eighty thousand dollar ad in 1989 in the New York Times to go ahead and say that they should be executed, they should be given the death penalty, all this other stuff. But um, watching the doc, watching, Jesus, watching it, the first episode for me, Ashe, was so hard. It took me a while to like get through the rest of the episodes and me and my fiance watched it and they're just fucking babies. You know, and, like, one of the girls, she ended up signing the paper because her brother was so upset. And she was just like, I just want to take him home. She didn't read through the paperwork. And that was her signing his testimony of what happened. Um, and the, it just goes through, you know, how unfair the injustice system is. And that was a time where, you know, they weren't necessarily, and they don't investigate how they did not. They had DNA, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the way that it is now. And these boys lost their childhood. And now people are boycotting and petitioning for some of these places to, and the woman, Lisa, who got the kids prosecuted or whatever it is, she's the reason behind jail, behind bars. She went ahead and, you know, she wanted to write all these books and all this other stuff, and she became famed. And now people are petitioning to boycott her books, and I think she lost some of her endorsement deals. And she should. 
first of all, them actors in that goddamn movie, I can't, mind you, I couldn't get past part one, but I wanted to fight every single one of them. One of the little boys is from Maryland. I know they're actors, not the kids. I'm talking about the adults, the, yeah. the prosecutors, and, and I wanted to f- literally know the, the law people, the people that were um, interviewing the kids. I really, stuff like that makes me so fucking mad. Like, it's not even funny. Because I'm raising a young black man, mm-hmm. or a young black boy to be a young black man. Right. And shit like that blows my fucking mind. And the fact that the parents and the sisters and the people that are signing these documents are not reading through or not asking enough questions. Right. The only person I felt like did some justice was that one mom of, I don't know the boy's name, but he had like a really high, you know, a you kid and play. You said, you said, yeah. His mom was like, he is 15 years old and you are not allowed to, you know, interrogate him without me there. Yeah. He did the least time. He left. His mom took him home. But no, but remember, they had, well, you didn't continue watching. So they ended up having to go back to court. All of the boys served jail time. Every last one of them. So while the trial was going on, they were able to go ahead and be back home for some time. But they all ended up going, they all ended up getting locked up. All of them. So why didn't they question the two people that called it in? Called what in? What do you mean? The ladies um, rape, beaten, finding a body, the white girl. Why didn't they question them? Because what are you doing in Central Park at 2 o'clock in the morning? Just like, what are they doing in Central Park at 9 o'clock at night? So, so you're asking why didn't they question the woman who got yeah, raped? Yeah, I, I know you don't. No, no, not the woman. The person that called it in. So the people that saw her body that's bloody and beaten up and all this other stuff, why didn't they start with them? Why didn't they question that? What are you doing in Central Park at 2 o'clock in the morning? Just like, what are those boys doing in Central Park at 9 o'clock at night? So, apparently... Um, like, I know you don't know the answers. No, no, no. I know, I know. I'm just saying. Apparently, two, a couple was, like, beat up. Because some of the kids in the park were jumping people. Right. But it wasn't them. It was other kids. Right. It was other kids, supposedly. Um, I... I I don't know, but the woman literally said, she says, I want every single black male that was in the park that day, they're a suspect. Mm -hmm. And this is why I say, like, again, I'm not a parent yet. Like, we have to educate ourselves. And we have to understand that what applies for them doesn't necessarily apply for us. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say this, and this is kind of why I don't really like to watch stuff like this, but... People are going to think I'm so racist, but it's reasons like this where I don't want, I fear, and, I, and I'm, I'm of the belief that love is love. I do not, I fear that my, ch- my son one day is going to bring home a white woman. And I don't know how to not have that prejudice. Because I think of like Emmett Teal. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of those football players who were accused of rape by these women and then come to find out all these years later that the girls were lying. I think about that. You know, I think about, uh, you know, a lot of these black men that are sitting behind prison and they're innocent, but because some white person, you know, lied on them. I think about that. I think about, you know, the barbecue Beckys. I think about them. And I'm just like, the common theme is that they are white women, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just, I definitely have like, you know, white friends. I've always had them growing up and things like that. And I don't believe that, you know, all of them are this way, but it scares me. And I do not want, I prefer that my child does not bring that home. 
because I don't know how I'm going to react. Like, I'm not going to be rude, but I feel like I have to have a conversation. I feel like I don't, unfortunately, want to have that conversation with my son and say, like, you know, son, hey, don't be talking to these white girls. Did you see, you said you didn't see Dear White People, the series on Netflix. No. Right. Okay, so in Dear White People, the series on Netflix, they have this one part where, I don't remember everybody's name, but um, her name is Logan. She's the actress with the curly hair, light skin. You know, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, one of the characters, the girl, she's dating a white boy. Right. They go to a party and they're playing black music. Now, majority of the people at the party, you know, it's mixed. It's white and black. Right. Majority white. So one boy is rapping and he's singing. It's a future song and then say nigga. And one of the boys is like um, pro-black, you know. Right. So he's like, why you feel so comfortable to say nigga and why you saying it and this and this and that. Like he's asking the white boy questions. He's like, well, it's part of the song. You know, I don't see a problem with it. And he's like, I see a problem with it or whatever. So it escalates where they're kind of like shoving each other and different things like that. So the next scene you see are police, campus police come in. Right. And a gun is pointed at the boy, the black boy. Right. To ask for his ID for the school. Right. Somebody called the police, which was the character's white boyfriend. Right. So just to think about stuff like that, I don't want my daughter, I don't want my son to do, to date anybody white. You know what is so funny? I was at the grocery store the other day, and this white lady. Mm-hmm. This, what have mercy, this, I'm just going to assume that she was a white suburban stay-at-home but whatever. So we're in a grocery store and like there's a high school nearby and the kids come in there, whatever it is. And again, I'm not for stealing, so let me just be very clear. But the kids come in there and they take shit. They probably ain't got no money. They don't want to eat on the cat at the calf, whatever. So she's in front of me and she's just like, why don't we have a police officer in here? This is ridiculous. They should be in school. You know, where are the truancy? I'm going to call the cops. Why isn't anyone sitting here? So the girl was trying to explain her. She said, you know, we are a smaller store, so we don't have that. But they know. They know that she was like, well, this is ridiculous because if I saw them, I'm not sure if the woman said anything to them. So when she left, I said, I looked at her. She, and the girl was telling the woman, she said, you know, when I brought that girl into co-factory, we had armed security and they were allowed to touch the kids or whatever it was. She says, man, we can put a police officer out there, but, you know, what are they going to really be able to do, you know? So when the woman left, I also said to her, to the, to the black uh, uh, girl at the register, I said, we in Montgomery County. That's why we're not getting no police officer at no grocery store. Okay, number one. So, among other things. So, I go out, and I'm just like, she's just being extra. Like, are you going to arrest them? Are you going to hold them there? Are you going to call their mother? So, I go out the store. So, we're, I'm getting ready to wrap up, and I see the police are out there, two police cars. And, of course, she runs over there with her cart. And I hear her talking, so I walk by, and I'm walking slow because I'm trying to hear what she's saying. She was just like, I saw these group of kids over there, and they were, it was a group of them. They were, uh, you know, they were uh, a group of uh, black and, and brown kids over there, and they were walking over there. They were in the store, and I think it was them, and they're always giving She was just like, you know, this is not Chipotle. You don't come in here and steal and run. She said, this is not 7-Eleven, and they hang out over there. And did it. And she was like, what are you going to do about it? And I just walked away so annoyed. Like, y'all love, y'all love calling the police. And in my mind, first of all, you don't own the store, bitch. You don't own the store. Now, I must say, I've been places and I've seen kids do stuff. And I'll be like, and I look over and I'll be like, I don't think you should be doing that. But I'm going on in my, my business. 
Because I'm not getting involved in that. That's your conscience. I'm not your parent. I believe karma's going to get you back and all the other stuff. But I was just, I remember just getting in the car and I was just like, y'all love calling the fucking police. That don't got nothing to do with y'all. And then when y'all need to call the police and y'all see something y'all don't, y'all just sit there and y'all stare. I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's stuff like that. And maybe because I'm an adult or maybe because I live where I live now, I'm more aware of things. But I feel like I need to do like a detox from like, I feel like I need some healing from white people at this point in time in my life. Because I generally, and I had to have a conversation with myself, I was just like, I generally don't want my kids, like, I don't want my son ever bringing someone white home. I just don't. And I hate to say that. I hate to say it. I hate to say it too, but I'm pretty sure that if the shoe was on the other foot, they wouldn't enjoy it neither. That is true. That is very true. But if you guys haven't had the opportunity, it is hard to watch. I definitely think you should watch Central Park 5 and, you know, follow the story. And, you know, they're, you know, reposting tweets that Donald Trump said and mm-hmm. all this other stuff on there. So I just, I, I thank God that the kids made it out. But you can't take back those years. You took away those kids' innocence. But God don't like us because, you know what, it caught up with her. So there she go. Forty-one million dollars they got us. Okay. <sighs> Let's get to our topic, Arshay. Okay, so today's black ass topic is more so like a friend, friends and jealousy. Have you ever been jealous of any of your friends? Yes. In what way? Um. I don't even know if I want to call it jealousy, um, but just looking at other people and just feeling like, you know, their life is moving in a way that mine isn't moving. And I believe that jealousy is a sickness, and I think it's a personal problem. Um, I had to check myself because for me, in those moments, I wasn't able to be happy for my friend because I wasn't fully happy with myself. I had to learn to separate how I felt, and not put it on them. But I will say that I use my friends around me to motivate me. Like, for example, when I went to get my master's, like, two of my friends, I was just like, you know what, Alex, you need to stop bullshitting. Get your fucking master's. Get it done. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't a jealousy thing, but it was a situation like, you know what, they're inspiring me. They're pushing me. If they're doing it, I want to I have something. There's no reason that I can't do it type of thing but I can't ever really say as an adult being jealous because I don't know how how or why people got what they got okay so for me I'm not gonna say I'm perfect because I'm not but I don't I don't think I've ever been jealous of my friends if anything I just I'm a motivator like if you tell me you want to do something right I'm one of them people that's just like Oh, what you need me to do to help you? Oh, yes, friend. You know, yes, friend. <laughs> Lord have mercy. That's just who I am. Like, I always want to help somebody get to their goal. So I wouldn't say I've ever been jealous of anybody. I'm more so of a motivator. This question or this topic comes from toxic friendships. So mm. when is it... You should have started with this, girl. <laughs> I wanted to start with the question because I wanted to see where you were at 
not saying mentally, but like my thoughts on it. Yeah. So toxic friendships are very common, very common. And I didn't know this until one day somebody that I thought I was like really, really close to and I've known since maybe the second grade. She was in second grade. I was in third grade. Um, she just decided that she didn't want to be my friend anymore. Right. We were all friends at one point. Mm-hmm. It was uh, three of us in total. Made four. She made four. Um, she always felt like we were in competition. Mm. Hello. That somebody wanted to take her man. And she was... She didn't tell me verbatim that she was jealous of my life. Right. Her actions showed that she was jealous of where I was at. Because I'm married. I have kids. I'm working a full-time job. Mm -hmm. That that sort of thing. And I'm just like, what is your rush to be where I'm at? Because Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not saying that I'm not happy. But you don't know. I might not be happy. I might just be faking a funk just for you. So... Okay, so before we move on, what are signs of toxic or jealous friends to you? Oh, that's the thing. I don't know. I never know what a toxic friendship looks like because, first of all, I keep my circle really small. Right. If I don't like you, I let you know. Right. If I don't get the same vibe, if I don't feel like I can't, like, kiki or make a joke with you, I don't continue on with friendship. Okay, so for me... I, okay, I think it kind of branches off into, like, hating mm-hmm. also a little bit. I definitely utilize my friends to motivate me. Mm-hmm. Like, let me say this. When you are genuinely happy for a person, and when you are genuinely, like, proud of them, even though your situation is what it is, and when they tell you something, when they stop to tell you something, you are fully engaged in that conversation. Mm-hmm. There's no, oh, well, they got it because they did excellent. No, 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 no. How they got it is not my business or your business. They got it. I'm going to celebrate this moment with them, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's a difference. I think I noticed, and I've seen this a couple times, when someone gets something and someone says, okay, yeah, that's cool, but they got it because X, Y, and Z. Or they say, okay, yeah, but anyways, I have this going on. Like, they try to one-up you with mm-hmm. things. Um, they're constantly trying to compete. Or, like, you ever been out with a group of friends and, like, let's say, for example, you're talking to a dude or whatever it is, and or just talking with people, and you see that people are coming over there enjoying your conversation. Mm-hmm. And then that other person may come over, and they feel like the spotlight is being taken, so they try to insert themselves into things. And, you know, that's not really them. And it's kind of like you're being annoying. Like you're upset because of this. Or, like, if you start hanging out with somebody, like, oh, you're hanging out with them? Oh, well, when did that happen? Oh, well, what are y'all going to do? Oh, I'm going to come. Oh, well, me and this person did this and that. Oh, you did that? That's cute. I have that, too. Have you, have you ever met somebody like that? I have, and it's the person that I'm referring to. Like, this person always, it was like always a competition of who was prettier when we went out to the club, mm, or who can dress better, who can or, pull the most people or right, who can get the most numbers, or who can get the most likes on social media, and different things like that. It was never about uplifting. Well, at one point, it was about uplifting. Up, uplifting and then for some reason and somehow it took the wrong turn i was really confused because 
I was legit talking to this person about starting YouTube and different things. How can I help you? Right. Like, how can I motivate you to want to do it? Right. And then all of a sudden, they just stopped talking to me. And I don't even get a message saying, oh, why? They don't want to talk to me anymore. Why they don't want to be my friend? They went through somebody else to send right. a message to me right. to say, oh, I don't want to talk to this person. Right. But in your message, you say, um, you guys are immature. You don't ever want to have a sit down and fix our issues. So I'm a little confused on how I'm immature when you went through somebody else right. instead of telling me, mind you, you know where I live. Right. You know where my grandmother stay. You know where I work. If you feel some type of way, pull up. Let's talk about it. Right. I think... So, you asked me a question. I'm going to turn the question back on you. What to you is a toxic... What to you gives you signs of a toxic relationship or a toxic friendship? Mostly toxic friendships, like we were talking about. Um, I mean, aside from what I said, but I think... Uh, How do you know that your friend is being toxic or is in a negative... So, I'll say this. I had a friend, and I remember being with someone, and they said, yo, that person is jealous of you. I'm like, you really think so? You really think so? And I guess for me, I didn't want to believe it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when I started to pay attention, it was little things like, is that what you're going to wear? Is that what you're going to do? Well, why would you do this? Well, I did this. And also when noting of someone saying, be mindful when people can't say congratulations to you. Be mindful. Be mindful of when people don't support you. Be mindful of that, like, who generally supports you. Be mindful of that type of thing. Like, we're doing, not necessarily saying it's a, I might even get to that topic because this person doesn't know specifically what I'm talking about, but I'll give another example. I remember when I was in college and I was doing, um, when I became president of an organization, and this friend, you know, like, this is the person that's someone to say, like, yo, they're jealous of you. Like, they're jealous of you. Like, whatever. And I became president, and this person literally said to me, like, because I didn't want them on the e-board or something, whatever it was, I'll do what I can to go ahead and get you voted out of the situation, blah, 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 and your event is going to be trash, whatever, whatever, whatever. I was upset. I was hurt. And I thank God for my uh, my heart, Duea. I thank God for her because she gave me those words. She said she's jealous of you. And she knows that's going to bother you. So, me, I feel, I'm fueled off of that type of shit. So, I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to make sure this shit is on point. So, when we had the event, she had to come over to me and she had to say, Yo, you did that shit. You did a good job. I didn't think, and I learned to myself, and after that, I had to stop fucking with her for some time. Because it was just like, you couldn't even be happy for me. You wanted, you found ways to try to have to insert yourself into things. Um, and then just always feeling like somebody is just competing. Or like, if you're talking to something, like, let's say, for example, let's say I say, okay, I'm about to go and buy, I'm so proud of myself, I'm about to go buy a Mercedes. And they're going to be like, well, I thought about getting a Mercedes, but, and it's just like, bitch, nobody asked you. Right. I didn't ask you. So noticing when people are always in competition for you and me also in noticing people like how their demeanor is. Are they making it about them when it's really about you? Are they, when you're having your moment, you're having your shine, your shine are they trying to promote you and push you up? Or are they trying to plug in themselves also? Are they genuinely happy? Is their congratulations heartfelt? And then also, are your friends competing with other friends? That's a big thing. 
Have you ever had a friend compete? You ever had two friends compete over your friendship before? And I think it comes because they're not secure in where their role is in your friendship. Yes. Like, but they're I intimidated didn't... by your friendship. No. Well, let me... No. No. Then again, I don't know. See, these are things I don't know. I didn't... I didn't know that the friend that I, I'm, I'm no longer friends with. Right. Um, one of my other friends from middle school that I've known for a long time, I didn't know that he never liked this one particular person. So he would never come around. But I just thought he just was busy. And he tells me after situation dies down, he's like, yeah, I never liked her. Um, this and this and that. I'm like, well, why didn't, why you never tell me this? Like, right. He was like, well, I mean, I wanted you to see for yourself. And I'm like, my nigga, that, that was years. Like, right. you could have you told me that you didn't like this person. And then, you know, I could have maybe put some binoculars on or some glasses. Right. And was like, okay, let a bitch see for herself. So, you know what? I take it back. I go back and I say I have been jealous of friendships. Of how close people are. So... I have a group of besties. I have some from back home in Connecticut Mm -hmm. that I've grown up with. And then I have my, like, college best friends. And I will say it's hard to see your best friend have another best friend. It was hard for me at a point. Um, I remember, like, I've been in this situation and I've had someone feel this way about me. Um, Where, you know, it's like, oh, you and that person are doing this? Okay. Whatever, you know. And I had to get to a point to where I realized, you know what, she's not taking my friend from me. I need to be secure in my friendship. So I shouldn't feel intimidated when someone else comes into my best friend's life. I shouldn't be intimidated when that person comes to the circle. Because I felt like, okay, you're experiencing things that my friend I don't know about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and for me, it was it was a period of like, okay, am I not good enough? Like, am I not as fun anymore? Or whatever it is. But I had to come to a place where I realized, like, you know what? Alex, you have to know your role. I think everybody goes through that that part. Um, the friend that I'm talking about, like I said, I've known her since she was in second grade. Um, because she was in second grade, I was in third grade. So, of course, I got out of elementary school before she did. So, I started middle school. So, she already had her elementary school friends. So, then when I was moving up to eighth grade, she was coming into seventh grade. Right. So she was making more friends and now, you know, right. I'm making more, I have different friends too. And I just thought that same chemistry that we had in elementary school would still be there and right. it was different. Okay. So then of course we went over to high school and then we tried the friendship thing again. She had her own best friend and I particularly didn't care for this one girl right. because she, I noticed that she was very um, sexual, beyond her knee, her her age. Right. She was, like, too advanced, and I'm like, you really want to hang around this person? So, I was jealous of the friendship and how close they were and different things like that. So, I can say I was jealous of a friendship. I have been jealous of a friendship. But right now, where I'm at... um. I'm just trying to figure out how I can coexist with my friends and how I can motivate them to be who they want to be, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah, but it also goes back to the conversation we've had previous before, like, you have different friends for different things. That's true. My question to you is, when do you cut off a toxic relationship? 
that's the thing I'm not really good with cutting people off. In certain situations, let me say this, I'm very forgiving. I'm very forgiving. And I know that if I decide to get in my bag, we're not going to be friends no more. And it's never been a situation where I don't want to be, not, I don't, I've never not wanted to be friends with people, but I allow people to, let me say this, there have only been in my life three people that have fallen off out of my circle, out of my life as far as being friends. And it was nothing that I did, but I later learned that they realized that. And I'm a person where I'm going to do all that. I, if I fuck with you, I fuck with you. Mm-hmm. But they fell off, you know, and it wasn't anything that I did, but I knew my worth when I was that, I knew I did what I did. I knew I did my part of being a friend. They've all come back around and have apologized unofficially. Um, so I can't ever say that I've had to officially say, like, you know, we're not going to be friends anymore. But I can say that when I recognize certain things, I pull myself away. But that's just me not being a person who, I don't have time for all that talking. Like, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you fuck up and do it. I'm going to let you realize what you did. I'm going to fall back. Now, if you should ask me, I'm going to say. Um, but I've definitely been in a room where I felt like someone was, wasn't being as happy for somebody else. And I've had to call them out on it. And I've had to kind of shut them up. Like, yo, like, that's what's up. And I've kind of had to kind of ignore that person on your side of conversation and continue on in the conversation with that particular person. I'm a peeper. And what I mean by that, yeah. I, I sit back and I let shit unfold. Yeah. Like, I too. watch. I don't say anything. Mm-hmm. I just watch your actions and your your mood. So this one particular friend that I'm referring to, she was late to every motherfucking thing. It don't matter what it is. Right. She was late to everything. My friend had a, um, one of my best friends had a birthday party. And she came late. She said it was because of her dog. One of her cousins bust, like, was making jokes about the person coming late to everything. Right. She was like, why are you always late to everything? And, you know, everybody was drinking. So we thought that shit was funny. We started laughing. So she felt like we were making fun of her. She was like, "Um, because of my dog, look, look, look. And, you know, showing pictures. And I told her, I said, and like I told everybody, you don't have to explain nothing to me. Okay, if you say you're late because of your dog, that's, you don't have to explain a motherfucking thing to me. Right. I'm not fucking you. I'm not cutting your check. I'm not paying your car insurance. I'm not putting food in your stomach. You don't have to explain nothing to me. Right. The only thing you need to explain to me is if you ever disrespect me and you try to get back in my, my good grace. That's what you need to explain to me. <laughs> that's the only thing. Okay? I, I'm one of the people. I don't take shit personal. Right. Not unless you make it personal. Right. So, again... You don't think you've ever, maybe not even a friend, but just jealous of someone, period. I've definitely looked at other people's like. If I'm going to be honest, I'm jealous of you. Yes, I am jealous of you. Why? Because you have a master's degree. You have what I inspire to have in life as far as education-wise. And I'm not jealous of you in, like, oh, I'm hating because mm-hmm. you have it. I'm jealous of you in, I don't even know if you could say it in a positive way. Like, I'm just. But I wouldn't call that jealous. Okay, then what would you call it? That's me when I say that. I look at, sometimes I look at my friends and I see what they have and I use it as, I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to have something similar to that. I'm trying to, it motivates me. 
Because I feel like jealous, jealousy comes from a place of hate. Okay. In my opinion. It's different, like I said, like when I see my friends doing some things, I'm like, you know what, that's what's up. Okay, so would you say envy and jealousy is the same thing? No. I think they're neck and neck. I don't even say envy. And as your friend, it makes me sad that you feel that way. You shouldn't, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. I mean in the sense that, like I said, people see things and they don't know the full affect the story of things you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I said before just because people have a bachelor or a master's or a PhD that don't mean they're making you know this and that don't mean they're making that if anything I look to people to like okay like you know what I have a goal similar to that or you know what I look you know how you have like how you have like role models and things like that Mm -hmm. like sometimes my friends are my role models like you know what I'm trying to be like that like I have one friend like I just she's traveling, you know, she's in the process of buying her house, like, you know, I'm just like, damn, you know, bitch, I'm trying to be like you. I'm trying to have something similar like that. I understand that, you know, she works hard and she has her own things going on as well, but I never try to look at it from a place of jealousy because I know that what's for her is for her and what's for me is for me. So let me not say that I'm jealous of you then, but let me just say you are my education goal. Like, you are where I want to be if I ever went back to school because I'm, I'm caught between a rock and a hard place trying to figure out what it is that I want to do for the rest of my life. Right. So when I figure it out, right. and it, if it is in the school field, you are what I want to do. Like you well, thank you, having a, a Shay. Thank you. <laughs> I Enough to like, you, so whatever. I will ignore that as if you do not pronounce my name correctly. <laughs> whatever, girl. But just to go ahead and wrap this up before we get wait, but I want to say one more thing. Wait, wait. I did want to say one more thing. Okay. When looking at competing friends or like being jealous of something like that, another sign is when they try to overcompensate for what the other friend is doing, Mm -hmm. and it's just like y'all don't have to compete. Like I love you just the way that you are. Like I appreciate you. You don't need to put on some big showboat for me to feel. Because it's like, I'm not, think your jealousy with me, I feel like you feel insecure about what our friendship is. Now me, I'm not doing all the extra stuff. Bitch, I told you congratulations, whatever it is, I'm excited, I'm going to give you a hug, I'm quite whatever it is, but I'm not doing nothing extra. Like, I'm not going to go out of my character to, to please do, you. To, to show anybody else of how strong our friendship is. Like, I'm not going to do that. And that's a lot of times I see people, they try to compete with their friend's other friend. And, like, so I'm in a, well, not a group, but I have two friends. Mm -hmm. They have a close relationship, and I'm okay with that. We are all still best friends. We Mm -hmm. also talk to one another. They just have a closer, close-knit relationship. Just like with me and my best friend, like, I have two, I have two best friends that are, I don't even know how to fucking explain it. The person that I lean more towards to tell every single thing. Somebody, if I was to be like, bitch, I caught a body. And she'd be like, we're the shovel. We need need to have the body. Like, that's my road dog. She is a lot older than I am. And we have a close-knit relationship. Like, she knows all the, the skeletons in the closet. Like, 
I've told her everything right. that these two other friends don't know. And and people say, are you jealous of their friendship? No, I'm not. For what? I just don't understand how people... Like, I get that people can be jealous of friendships. Right. But, like you said, you have to secure your spot in right. your friendship to know what And know you what are. role you play in somebody's life. Right. And there are different types of best friends. And you have your person that you... You know, I have one of my, my friends. We have our deep, heartfelt conversations. I have my friend... You know, Rahana, I can just tell her every, like everything and not feel judged and just be foolish in my emotional self. You know, and I have different friends for different things. Like it's just it is what it is and that's okay. Is that a tear? No, it's not. <laughs> but I'm secure with my friendship, but it's a thing. All right, friend, we've been going for like a whole hour now. I'm so proud of us. Anyway, <laughs> do you have a music plug for us? I do. We get here? So Sebastian Michael has a new EP or album out. And the song that I'm putting y'all hit to a plug is Time. And his name is Sebastian Michael. S-E-B-A-S-T-I-A-N. Michael M-I-K-A-E-L. And that's all I've got for you this week, y'all. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Toodaloo. Ta-da.